Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to It Never Gets Old, a firsthand account of all things secondhand. This is a podcast about the resale economy, what it means for fashion, what it means for your closet, your wallet, and especially in today's episode, what it means for the planet. I'm your host, Meredith Feynman, and I am coming to you solo today, sans bestie in the Westie from Copenhagen, Denmark, where I am attending and just wrapped up the Copenhagen Fashion Summit. A word on any background noise. I'm sitting in my hotel room, but if you hear any uh, literal cannons firing in the background and or church sounds, it is a Danish holiday today, and that is why that is happening. Everything is kosher. I decided to come to the Copenhagen Fashion Summit this year which is in its 10th year of existence. It is the brainchild of Eva Cruz, who also uh, started Copenhagen Fashion Week. But 10 years ago, she decided to start a fashion conference that focused on sustainability. Danish design is pretty much legendary. Uh, If you've ever sat on a chair that's worth sitting in, the chances that it is of Danish origin, particularly Bauhaus design, Uh, and modern furniture design originated in Denmark. And Copenhagen is one of the capitals of design, a new capital of fashion, but also one of conscious design and fashion. The second I stepped off the plane and walked outside at the airport, I noticed immediately how fresh the air was. There's very little pollution. Everyone bikes. They have uh, an incredible commitment to green practices, whether it is walking and biking to recycling to no single-use plastic or as little as possible. Uh, So that's one reason why the Copenhagen Fashion Summit is really well-suited here. Now, of course, there are also tons of secondhand shops, and I have been going to all of them. I got my first Louis Vuitton bag, a vintage camera bag at a great shop uh, near my hotel. And lots of the fashion shops, whether they are secondhand or not, are all about sustainability and durability and the second and third life of products. Uh, And just thinking about that longevity, uh, that is something that's really important in this part of the world and would be really amazing for the rest of us, particularly in the US, to adopt. So that's, you know, sort of why Copenhagen, I think, is a perfect setting for a place like the Copenhagen Fashion Summit. I will say, as someone who attends a lot of conferences, whether it's speaking or networking or being a part of them, I was actually very intimidated to attend what I would say is my first fashion-related conference. Uh, Though I love fashion and I follow fashion and I guess I am adjacently involved, or I guess say involved, having a little bit of imposter syndrome. Uh, it, it was 
I was a little nervous uh, and intimidated. It definitely felt different from other conferences I've been to. I have never been to a fashion conference, but I've also never been to one uh, this, that is centered around sustainability. And that was super duper obvious um, for a lot of different reasons. First, the setting. It was in this beautiful concert hall outside. Copenhagen uh, is interwoven with canals and waterways with very, very clear water. There were swans next to the concert hall. Uh, just chilling. There are very large swans here. And the summit beautifully decorated the space, but everything was really with uh, sustainability in mind. So the lanyards for your name tags were made from recycled ocean plastic. There was vegan food. Um, everything was compostable. I joked that as an American, the food was a little healthy for me. It was a lot of vegetables. So that was sort of like just some initial things I saw. So there were major players here, and it was clear that the industry of fashion has a lot to contend with when it comes to waste, whether that is waste of water, uh, waste of excess materials, uh, labor practices, fair wages, fair conditions. Um, but then also fashion being based on newness, being based on novelty, being based on fresh designs and art, uh, and how that is going to be done in a way that not only provides people with the latest and greatest, but also is better for the planet. There was a real, I would say, interplay among the people I met between those in fashion and at big brands and then those in sustainability and technology. And everyone's trying to figure out how to make it work, but also how to make money. Uh, that's what I believe all of these big guys we heard from Target and Nike and Francois-Henri Penault, who is Mr. Salma Hayek, who uh, owns Gucci, among other very large brands. He's the, he's the chairman and CEO of Caring. You know, a lot of these big guys are saying that they're committed to change. And I think it remains to be seen. It's one thing to say you're committed to change and then it's another to do it. And it also made me really think a lot about Never Gets Old. So I started buying and selling because I wanted to wear designer clothing and I wanted to do it for less money. And I also wanted to do it to be able to wear cool things that weren't fast fashion. And part of the reason why this podcast exists is to show people that not only can you buy designers for less and then make money on your wardrobe, but also you can do it in a way that then means you don't have to buy fast fashion. I will totally admit I did not start It Never Gets Old with sort of the sustainability and issues of climate change and issues of materials and waste and labor in mind. And I will say the Copenhagen Fashion Summit really shifted some of my priorities. I started It Never Gets Old because I wanted to teach people about secondhand shopping. It just happened to be sustainable and I knew that it was buzzy and I knew that it was something that was talked about, but I wasn't really committed to it. And I'm not a perfect shopper. Nobody's a perfect shopper. I buy new socks and I buy um, sometimes a couple other new trend items. But the conversations I had with people who are making fabrics out of pineapples, who are taking waste from denim and remaking it into other things, was a lot of hope and a lot of realization about how big the problem is and how this industry is going to continue to exist and be able to solve it. I was talking to a Danish person who was not at the conference and I was explaining to him you know, how the Copenhagen Fashion Summit was different from Copenhagen Fashion Week. And he was like, well, you know, isn't fashion all luxury? Isn't it all excess? Isn't that the point of the industry? And no, fashion is about expression. 
it's about joy and it's about storytelling. Uh, but a lot of the big players, a lot of the luxury brands are going to have to figure out a way to, to produce new, sexy, interesting items for consumers in a way that's not killing the planet. And so I have come out of this experience with much more of a commitment to not only buying secondhand, but also understanding where the things I buy come from. And, you know, for me to wear designer clothing, someone has to have bought it new first. Um, so figuring out how to contend with those issues, but also realizing how much waste there is. Um, and I'm not here to to shame people either. And I feel like I got schooled a lot. I was so embarrassed. I care a lot about hydration. And I was carrying this 1.5 liter um, plastic water bottle in this conference of like, you know, everything's biodegradable. Everything is recycled. You know, people are wearing things that it was just a lot of activists. And so I hid my water bottle in my bag. But it's not about that. It's actually just about starting where you can. I made another Danish friend. He was sheepishly saying that he had never bought anything secondhand. And I, I said that I wasn't here to shame him. It was just knowing that it's an option and knowing that you can adopt these practices for saving money, but also saving the planet. And um, I believe from this point forward that It Never Gets Old is also going to feature and talk about sustainable fashion, not just in secondhand, uh, but in what other companies are doing to make this world chic and fun and feel as as sexy as new luxury fashion can, while also being a lot more conscious of it. And the good news is a lot of these brands, these big guys are really aware that they have to make these changes, uh, that consumers want them. The Gen Z in particular uh, cares a lot, as well as millennials, about fair practices and sustainability in fashion. But I, I believe that if you're listening to this now, just thinking about how what you buy feels and how it has affected the animals, the water, the everything around you. There was definitely a wide range of people, I would say, on the spectrum of understanding sustainability and impact. There were people who have been activists in this space for 20 years. There were people like me whose first year it was. And I think that sliding scale will continue to exist. And you just do what you can. If you buy one secondhand thing, if you decide to continue to wear a pair of pants for much longer than you would if you invest in a piece that that is a little bit more expensive but has more longevity I think we all have to figure out how we're going to move forward in a way that feels good and looks good and is good I would say the highlight for me was Paul Pullman, who does a lot in sustainability. He's now the chair of the International Chamber of Commerce and the B Team. He led a lot of large companies um, like Unilever. And and <clears throat> his speech made me think a lot. He was basically like, it just comes down to whether or not you care. Um, and, and so we can all decide together, hopefully, that we do care, but that it's not about being a zero waste person or never buying a thing of plastic ever again, you just have to start where you are and think about what you buy and also what you sell and understanding that there's a ton of value there and that a lot of this stuff doesn't have to go to landfills or doesn't have to 
be thrown out as waste. So that, I would say, are the main takeaways. I met really amazing, interesting, particularly women uh, that are leading these companies, leading technology, are there on behalf of brands. Uh, and that was really exciting to take some, some of this back to the States. A lot of a lot of the people there were American, but it was, I would say, people from all over. So that's my very quick rundown of the Copenhagen Fashion Summit. I will be talking about it a little bit more. And I want to share some with It Never Gets Old listeners. And I think I got a lot of new people from the Copenhagen Fashion Summit. So if I met you at the summit and you subscribe to this, thank you for listening. Uh, and I'm excited for the future of fashion. You can find It Never Gets Old online at ingopodcast.com. We're also on Instagram at Twitter at ingopodcast. On our website, you can submit a question, leave a complaint, tell me your two cents on fashion and sustainability. I want to hear from you. Tell me what you're buying. Tell me what you're selling. Um, and let's talk a little bit more about circular fashion. I'm your host, Meredith Feynman. And I will be back with a full episode soon. Ciao from Copenhagen. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.